Come back next week for random stories by B. <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> and we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 63. Not sure if there's going to be a 64, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys. We start off with the question of the week, and then Brittany brings back what's popping with the parents, and it's a mom who wants to know about why there's so much drama with all the flyers on her team. So we hop into both of those, and then we're bringing back the coach's tip A to Z. So I believe that we are on D today. So you want to stay forward. You want to stay tuned and look forward to that. But before we get into that, do us a favor and share this podcast with someone who loves cheer as much as you do. If you're new to the show, welcome. We really, really appreciate it and hope that you guys have a good time listening. A huge way to support the channel. Now, guys, you guys love the podcast, but this is a great way to support and show your love for the podcast is to fill out the survey. We're trying to get to a hundred surveys that will help us really know the direction that the show needs to go in. Link in the show notes. I am the director at American Cheer, AKSC.com. Sharing with you my life running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a real life cheer mom. Who represents you parent listeners and ask all the questions that you parents at home have. Don't be less when you can be more. Brittany Moore, are you ready to agree with everything I have to say today? (laughs) (laughs) I hope you say something that I don't agree with just, just because. Everyone, be sure to fill out those surveys so we can know what you guys love and don't love about the podcast. And apparently Brittany agrees with everything I say. Maybe Brittany's playing politics. She's like, yo, my kids got to get on that U3 team. <laughs> <laughs> they got to stay on that U3 yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Summer is still ahead of us, people. For sure. They're making cuts, people. <laughs> I know what yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> All right, here we go, people. Okay, um, yeah, so what's been up? How's life? Life is just life. I finally got all of our, um, like, summer calendar that you guys sent out into my calendar. Um, I'm going to ask you this right off the bat. Um, For anyone that cheers at American, I bet you they're thinking the same thing. So I'll be the bad person, and I will ask. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Do you? Okay, so... There's so many early, like, middle-of-the-day practice times, and I totally get that it's summer. I do get it, and I am very thankful for the little tribe I have behind me that's going to be hauling my kids around, but what do we do for the parents that, like, both work and there's no one to help out? Figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say that, and honestly, I 
I wanted to, like, I was talking to somebody and somebody was like, do they not think that people don't have jobs? So I kind of wanted to say it like that, but I figure I'd approach it a little bit nicer. Um, yeah, figure it out. You know, it does. It stinks. No. But we do what we do. No, we have to I'll, figure it out. I'll give a different, I'll give a slightly different answer. I always said figure it out when I was um, in the fraternity when I was in college. Ryan Bagley, right? And, you know, I, I, went to, I went to school in Texas. So, you know, everyone has a nice little Texas draw to them. And anytime pledges, you know, pledges have questions all the time. Like pledges don't know nothing from nothing. So, you know, if a pledge went up to an active and asked them a question, like the, the actives like answer was always figure it out. Right. And Ryan Bagley used to say it like that all the time. Figure it out. So anyway, that's why I said it like that. Anyway, so, but no, I know it, it's, um, we've never had, obviously, individuals, you know, will go, hey, you know, I'm having a hard time like this. It's never seemed like it's been a huge deal. Like people have figured it out. It hasn't really seemed like it's been a huge deal. But I think really the reason why is just to get out of practice earlier. Now for you, well, you had junior whites. You guys got out at 8.30. But, you know, I don't like getting out at 9 o'clock every day of the year, you know. and. You know, so selfishly, it's so I can get out of the gym at a decent hour and live a somewhat normal life, right? And, you know, all the kids who are used to getting out at 9 o'clock, not getting home until 10 p.m., can have somewhat of a normal life, you know, come home, eat dinner with the family, and do that. So, yeah, that comes at an expense, which means people got to, we got to start the day earlier, and I know that could be troublesome for a lot of working families. So I, I totally get that and understand that. But, you know, we all make sacrifices, I guess. Because, you know, I make a sacrifice during the year and, you know, don't get home until, you know, whatever time every day. And that's you know, one thing when you're in your early 20s, mid 20s, you're single, you're not married. But, you know, I'm getting older. I have a kid. I want to see my kid, you know. Mm-hmm. In in real life, so you know, but people figure it out, I guess. So we haven't had a mass exodus. You know, if the whole program said they couldn't do it, then you know maybe we oh we gotta rethink this. But it seems like we're we're going. So anyway, um, shout out to the spring conference. I think it's gonna take a name as TumbleCon. So I'm not sure if that's what they're officially gonna call it. They kind of mentioned the name. But the the conference I've been advertising for the last couple of weeks was this past week. As of this recording was this past weekend. For those of you guys at home, during the summer, we're a couple of episodes. We record a few weeks early. So by the time you guys hear this, it's going to be, you know, several weeks since the conference. But, But, yeah, it was a great time. So shout out to Spring, but really shout out to Casey Ballou to Shay, to Corey, and those are my boys. I've known all of them for almost 20 years, all three of them. And so those are the people I call all the time when it when it comes to um, tumbling. If I need to know something about tumbling, I call one of those three people. Sometimes I call all three, hear all three of their perspectives and, and you know, keep it moving. And then for the first time, I met Romel, who's the uh, tumbling director at World Cup. So super cool. 
to be in the room with these four just brilliant minds. And then, and what was really cool, B, this was actually really cool. They kept shouting out the podcast, which was awesome. Like it was, (laughs) it was really cool. So we're sitting there and, you know, during intros, they're like, you know, hey guys, thanks for coming out. You know, I'm, I'm Corey, right? Actually, Shay was the one who did the most. Shay, friend of the show. He's a real one, people. He's a real one. So he's like, hey, guys, I'm Shay, you know, Tumbling Director of Brandon. We've had this idea in the works for a long time. Thank you so much. And he's like giving his like normal, like the the thanks to everyone. Thank you, Champion, for letting us use your gym. Thank you all you guys for coming out. Thank you, you know, Kenny and Lisa for, you know, just kind of letting us put this thing together. And then he's like, and then shout out to to Jason Larkins and the Let's Talk to Your podcast. And it was like, oh, that's really cool. And so, you know, I kind of wave. And then, you know, Corey goes, he's like, and shout out to the podcast. And so they said it like several times and it was like, it was really cool. And then a bunch of people from the um, conference came up to me, said they were listeners. So shout out to, uh, let's see, Kayla said she was a listener. So shout out to Kayla. Shout out to Alexis said she's a listener. Lots of people said they were going to listen, so you guys aren't getting a shout-out to you actually listen. Um, but, yeah, so it was uh, really cool. Who else said they'd listened? I know for sure Kayla. I know for sure Alexis. And, yeah, some other people came up and said that they listened to the podcast, so that was super cool. Um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, other people just came up and were like, oh, so you have a podcast? Yeah, I'm going to listen to it. So if you guys, if you're listening to this from the conference, thank you. Love the support. Share it with someone else. And um, but the conference was great. I, I will talk about the conference. The conference was really good. Um, you know, just the you know four greatest minds, right? When it comes to tumbling in our industry, right? And it was just great. Walked away with a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, a lot of cool stuff that I can't wait to implement with the athletes. It was just me and Josh. So you know, a little boys trip. But it was, a, it was a really good time. And then just like conferences, like one of my favorite parts about conferences, just the networking and getting to meet other coaches from other programs and, you know, just getting to meet new people in the industry and make friends. I had never met Romel before. So that was really cool to meet him and talk. And like by the end of the weekend, I was like, dude, Romel's my boy. So it was, it was <laughs> a really cool weekend. And we just met like so many different people. So, you know, shout out to everyone that was there. And, um, you know, if you're on the fence about it or wanted to go and weren't able to go this year, I would definitely put it on your schedule for next season because it, it was a really good time. Again, like just some high level thinkers and leaders and just great, you know, great people, great coaches doing it for the right reasons. So anyway, um, should we hop into this question of the week? Yeah. All right, guys, you guys know what time it is. If you are program and you need music, which we all need music, unless you're trying to go out there to that eight count track, don't do that, guys. That is, don't do that. You need music. You need to go to the link in the description, click on the sounds like that, fill it out, and you can get music done by sounds like that, which is the official music producer of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast and American Cheer. So get a fire mix, just like American Cheer. And, um, you know, 100% 
money back guarantee. That's not real. I just made that up. If you don't like your music, I'm sorry. Anyway. Oh, wait, wait, wait. B. What? Inquiring Minds want to know. A long time ago, you said that we oh. had Elsa in our music. Have you ever found that track? Because I don't believe we had Elsa in our music. Um, I actually was trying to find it, and I stopped looking one day. Um, so I will put it in my notes. It was like, let it go. Something was like, let it go. So I will put it in my notes to find it this weekend, unless I'm literally losing my mind. But I don't think I am. I know it was for a prep team, though. All right. Well, you know, we still, you still haven't brought those receipts. So we still waiting. <laughs> I'm going to find it now. <laughs> And if right. I am wrong, I'll think of something special to give away to somebody. We'll, we'll bet a case of Diet Mountain Dew. I don't drink Mountain Dew. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, there's a show I watch, um, <laughs> Skip and Shannon. Skip and Shannon, it's like it's a sports debate talk show, and they always bet cases of Diet Mountain Dew. Like, that's their thing. I bet you two cases that they win tonight. So, anyway. That's oh, what I was saying. Okay. We could do, we, you know, that could be our thing, right? Yeah. But anyway. Uh, okay. So question of the week is, if there was only one thing you could tell a coach, what would it be? Also, what would you, what would it be for a parent? Uh, one thing I could tell a coach. Um, one thing I tell a coach, one thing I tell a parent. Uh, let's start with the coach. What would it be? I guess if you want to be a great coach, it is to study the game as much as you can. Like really study and just dedicate yourself to the craft. Like seek out mentorship. Like find a group of coaches. You know, like I said, I just said this about the conference. And I think the conference is a is a great example. You know, I've known. Casey, again, Casey, Corey, Shay, for nearly 20 years. And I call them up all of the time when I have questions. And I'll go, hey, you know, Casey always brings this up. But one time when Casey and I, this is years ago, Casey and I were rooming together. Um, we were working a camp together. And I remember I got out my yellow legal pad and I said, all right, Casey, let's talk tumbling. And I get my yellow legal pad out and I get and I went, start with the round off, go. And he went through the round off all the way, you know, as high as we could. You know, it was only, you know, level one through five then. So, you know, he went, he went round off all the way through the level five. And I just took notes and notes and notes and notes on tumbling. And you want to find people who can, who know what they're talking about, seek mentorship, have people you can bounce ideas off of, you know, with Brendan you know, we have our car rides, you know, I pick them up from Fresno, you know, we talk cheer and we go and we talk about different routines and different things and just different styles. Right. And, you know, I have my mentor, uh, shout out to Orson, you know, owner of, um, twist and shout, you know, and so I call him and he tries to, you know, walk me through just different things, you know, so seek out mentorship and people who can, you know, just help you along this journey. Don't be afraid to ask questions, you know, I leave, you know, my DMs open for people so they can come and, you know, holla at your boy because so many people have 
have reached or so many people have been open to talking to me about what they know and about what they learn. I want to help pay it forward to other coaches who are trying to, you know, learn and grow and do all those things. So seek out mentorship, always be studying, you know, you know, when other coaches are complaining and I, and it is one thing that I try to do when other coaches were complaining about teams that were winning, you know, I was trying to study those teams that were winning, right? And we would go, I can't believe that team won. They only did this or they didn't do that. Like I would study those winning routines and go, instead of saying they didn't do this or they, you know, only did that, I would go, okay, maybe I don't need to do all that. Maybe I should do that. Like I wasn't trying to reinvent the wheel. I was just studying the teams I saw that were winning trying to find correlations between the teams that were winning and be like, okay, it seems like when this happens, this consistently happens as a result. You know, this one thing that happens all the time in cheer and it is not supposed to happen, but it happens all the time is that the scores bleed over, right? And I would see teams that would be scoring really high, like teams that looked really good execution wise. I would see them have high difficulty scores, now, like, you know, that shouldn't have happened. That team wasn't really that difficult. But I saw that judges were rewarding their the difficulty side of the score sheet just because they had great execution. Now, that's not supposed to happen. Those are supposed to be two separate categories and get scored accordingly. But when I saw that happening, instead of complaining, like, oh, my gosh, they, they didn't have any difficulty in their routine. I just, okay, you know what? If judges are going to reward difficulty, based on the execution side of the score sheet, then let's really, really focus on execution and get those points. I tried not to complain about it. I tried just to study the score sheet or study winning, we'll say the score sheet for sure, but study winning routines and try to figure out what we could emulate so we could have winning routines as well. Um, My best advice or the one thing I would tell parents as a coach, the best gift that you can give um, coaches, parents, the best gift that you can give a coach is to let the coaches coach. Now, quick story. I coached with Jessica Nickel way back in the day. Jessica Nickel had a daughter named Italy. I coached Italy. I coached Italy. Jessica is my coworker, right? And, you know, there was times when I wanted to you know, yell and scream and whatever in Italy. And, you know, at times I was like really timid because I didn't want to have, you know, Jessica, you know, Jessica was a parent, even though she was my coworker. She really was a parent. Right. And I didn't want, you know, have to have that parent conversation with Jess. And, you know, I would like kind of. Eventually. I started getting comfortable coaching her and Jessica wouldn't say anything, right? Jessica would always let me coach Italy. And it was the very best gift that Jessica gave me. And she let me like be the coach that I was. Now I'm not saying that I was a perfect coach. I definitely wasn't, but Jessica let me coach Italy. 
even though she could have said, Jason, you're not going to do X, Y, and Z. That's my daughter. Hey, my daughter should be in the front. My daughter's better than that girl or whatever she wanted to say. Like I was always scared of, or there was a time when I was scared to coach Italy, but Jessica like let me coach Italy. Um, And I saw this the other day. Joey is taking swim lessons. You know, my little daughter, for those of you guys who don't know, I have a daughter who's a year and 10 months, and she's been taking swim lessons for a year, just about a year now, right? And, you know, I try to go in there and be the very best parent that I can be, and I sit in the lobby like all the other parents. But, you know, for those of you guys who don't know, we have a multi-sport facility, so we have a pool at our gym. So I know every, and I share an office with the swim director. So I know all of the swim coaches. And so Joey's in there. And for whatever reason, she had to switch coaches. Like maybe that coach was sick one day or whatever. And she had a new coach for a day. She had a substitute coach during her swim lessons. And this coach was letting her, what she's been working on now is she kind of, they kind of, she kind of swims to the edge. Like it's like three feet. It's nothing big. So I think, you know, the coach kind of pushes her. She floats for a little bit or swims, wherever you want to call it. She gets to the edge and then she's supposed to climb out of the pool. Right. And that's the drill. She swims to the edge of the pool. She does her crab hand. She grabs the edge and then she's supposed to climb out. Right. And so this one coach, her coach, who's never coached her before is letting her climb out of the pool by herself, right? And she's climbing out of the pool by herself. I'm like super impressed. I'm like, oh my gosh. She's never climbed out of the pool by herself. She usually struggles. And, and there she is right there. Yeah, as you guys can probably hear that. And she usually struggles to get out of the pool, right? But this day, she was doing great. And she's climbing out of the pool by herself. And she did it several times. I'm like super impressed. I'm like, wow, Joey can climb out of the pool by herself. Her next swimming lesson, and I think we did it the next day, like literally the very next day, her her regular coach is back. And she's swimming to the edge, and the other coach isn't letting her climb out of the pool by herself. She's like picking her up and putting her on the edge. And then she swim to the edge and then pick her up and put her on the edge, right? And, you know, at that age, climbing out of the pool is a very important thing like skill for them, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's equivalent to your daughter's getting their back handsprings, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, you like, right? So her climbing out of the pool is like a, a really important, like, skill for me. And I, you know, all, what's inside of me is, what I want to do is walk into the pool and go, hey, excuse me, yesterday she climbed out of the pool by herself and so she can do that now like she's able to climb out of the pool by herself i don't want to interrupt your class but she can climb out of the pool by herself can you just let her climb out of the pool by herself i know you weren't here yesterday but she can do that right but the coach inside of me goes let the coach coach the class she's gonna she's not gonna she's not gonna go forever like that coach is not is not gonna go forever not letting her climb out of the pool maybe she doesn't climb out of the pool today but it's not going to be another five months and that coach is still not letting her climb out of the pool, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, all right. So I wanted to pass it on and let that coach coach instead of me, you know what? I'm a director around here. I'm about to walk in here into the pool. Hey, yo, 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 do this. So, you know, I think that's the best gift that parents 
that's my that's the one thing I would tell parents is to let the coaches coach and give them that uh gift. B, we'll put you on the spot. You got any uh, advice for um for parents or coaches, I guess. I'm really glad you asked. Um I don't necessarily know if this is this would be like my number one advice to give a coach or to, you know, if I could tell a coach one thing, what would it be? But I hear this often. Um, so I, I'm not often, but I've heard it multiple times. So that's why I'm going to say this. And my, if I could say one, if I could tell one thing to a coach, what would it be? It would be, Talk to our children the way you would talk to your children. And that nobody in particular, no coach in particular, no backstory behind it, nothing. I, I've just heard it, you know, over the last two years a couple times. So um, talk to our children the way you would want, the way you would talk to your child or you would want someone to talk to your child. Um and uh what would i say to a parent don't be afraid to communicate to, to to reach out and communicate with your coaches that'll be it i i i disagree with you Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's fine no <laughs> anyway no no i no i agree i think i i i said that as a joke but i think the one thing with parents not parents coaches is a lot of coaches especially in cheer i mean there are there are a lot of older coaches but there are a lot of young there are a lot of brand new coaches you know we're just at that conference the other day there's a lot of brand new coaches out there you know who've just never coached not that they never coach but they're just young right early 20s and so I think that's part of the problem when you say you know talk to our kids the way you talk to your kids a lot of these coaches don't have kids right yeah um, we are the only people on staff with kids, me and Ashley, and we just had a kid a year and 10 months ago. Right? So with, with that being said, let me ask you this. Since having Joey, do you think having her has changed a little bit or a lot, the, your tone or the way you talk to athletes? Me? Personally, it hasn't changed the way I talk to athletes because I changed that. I changed that a while ago when I heard parents say, you don't understand. You don't have kids. I heard that so many times as a younger coach. I tried to start putting myself in the position of of a coach or sorry, of a parent. Right. Okay. So when I changed that mindset that these were people's kids. When I changed my mindset to like what you, the advice that you gave, hey, talk to them the way you want people to talk to your kids. That's when I changed, right? But it did take lots of parents saying it, saying that, what you said in a not so nice tone, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying I, or I don't disagree with that statement at all. I think that a lot of, People don't understand. And I'm not talking about our coaches. I'm talking about the industry in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just flat out don't have kids, right? And mm -hmm. 
don't have any understanding of that this is someone's kid, not just an athlete, right? On the, uh, you know, and, you know, there's the other thing. You know, coaching's not supposed to be nice, you know? Like, if we think about what, how my coaches, like, how my football coaches, a lot of cheer moms also are baseball moms, right? Or football moms or whatever. They might not go to as many of those practices as they go to the cheer practices. But, you know, football coaches aren't nice, right? I mean, I guess some of them are. But, you know, in general, when we think of football coaches, we don't think of this lovey-dovey. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of choice words at my football practices, right? Starting from when I was in the first grade. So, all the way through up whenever. So, I'm not defending it, but it just seems kind of like, uh, it really seems like the expectation for cheer coaches to be nice is the only is the only sport. It's really expected in, right? I don't think any of us are surprised when we hear coaches be aggressive at football or or in boy sports. Like, we're not surprised by it at all. But with it being a traditional, you know, you know, cheer has a different stereotype to it. And, you know. And this know. is why Whatever. I agree with you sometimes because you do make a valid <laughs> point. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> it is a, that is a very valid point though like it truly is i mean and it is and maybe and this is just my opinion so people don't come for me in the yeah survey. you're trying so hard not to agree with me you're like i gotta disagree with this guy <laughs> Guys, I just make valid points. That's why she agrees with me. That's it, guys. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, maybe it's because, like, the, uh, don't come for me in the survey, but um, the world has, I mean, from the way I grew up and, you know, we're not too far from each other in age, I don't think, Um but there's just a lot more, It's the world is a lot more soft now. And that's just how I feel. And if you don't feel that way, that's okay. Um, so I think that, you know, that's why, that's where it comes from of people not wanting their, you know, cheer coaches to talk to, the, be so hard on their athletes. But it, it's true what you said, like football coaches, those people, they're brutal. I mean, they are brutal. So I get it. I mean, I are, have there been some times where, you know, my kids have gotten an earful and I'm like, eh, I'm not really okay with that. Yes, there, ha- there have been plenty of times, of course. But here in the back of my mind is, I think, well, we signed them up for this sport and they don't need to be coddled. And these coaches are still helping they're, they're, you're helping raise my children to be decent people. Do you have them as a kids that you babysit every day? No, but you still are teaching them life lessons that hopefully will help them in the future. So, long story short, I, I get, I see both sides of it. And I, and I'll say this, which is, I I a hundred percent agree with your statement, right? 
you know, you know, don't forget these are these are kids, and they're someone else's kids. And believe you don't want to talk to these. I don't want anyone talking to Joey any crazy way. Believe me, I'm not going to let that fly. Um, but I do say, at least with our coaches, our coaches are really nice. Like, if we, our coaches are really nice. I've been in this industry for a long time. Our coaches are really nice. Now, they're not bubbly. I want to say they're not bubbly. They're not Disneyland, you know, mom and dads where everything, you know, whatever you say goes. Like, they hold our kids accountable and will make them do X, Y, and Z and hold them to a standard. And we're very competitive and want to win competitions. And in order to win competitions, you've got to discipline kids and, again, hold them to a standard and and not let them get away with certain things and have structure and all those different things, right? Yeah. But our coaches are not – there's a coach I used to coach with. She used to – this back at PCM. They rented the gym from us, right? Mm-hmm. So we would coach – I would coach on one floor – and she's literally six feet from me on the other floor. And the thing she would say to those kids, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe she hadn't been fired. She, she would go, and anyone from the PCM days knows her. Anyone, and this coach is still in the game. She's still in the game. She's still killing it. I don't want to say who she is, but she knows who she is. <laughs> but I'm telling you. I'm telling you, she would go off on these kids and just say ridiculous things. I'm like, I can't believe she just said that. Like, she would just say ridiculous things to these kids. And I was like, yo, she's getting fired. Like, she's getting fired today. There's no way you can say that to kids. Um, You know, and I've been around coaches. For real, for real, I've been around coaches who just said the most ridiculous things. And um, I'm, I'm telling you, our coaches are... Very, very nice. So anyway, um, you know, and, you know, and they make mistakes and say dumb stuff sometimes. Right. And as we all do. Right. So, um, yeah, we are human. All right. I don't know. And then what was your thing? Would you say what was your advice to parents? Oh, communicate with your coaches. Yeah. Communicate with your coaches. Yeah. So <sighs> I've opened dialogue, you know, I, um, I've opened dialogue. Uh, we don't need to talk about this anymore, I guess. We can move on to the next thing. <laughs> no, but I will say this to end up this little tangent segment that we went off on. It's not that hard to get to know your coaches. And, you know, you. I think you'll realize you have more in common with them and than you think. Um, I mean, I love our coaches. Uh, I haven't talked to Josh that much, but I have talked to him a few times. But uh, he he's nice and... He's a great coach, um, but it's not that hard to go up and strike a conversation and just say, hey. Hey, um, you, you already know this, but last year, last year we were talking about, hey, I, I opened up my one-on-one, my Calendly, so that parents could sign up and we can get to know each other and do the one-on-one meetings. Yeah. Anyway, I put that thing out. <laughs> this year said, Hey guys, I want you guys to come in and get to know me. That thing booked in and I booked it for the summer. That thing booked in minutes and it was just like, Whoop. so my summer is completely booked. So I had, um, I had four meetings today. Only three showed, um, one, yeah, I had four meetings today. I think three of them showed up. And so we talked, got to know some, some new families in the gym. So that was super cool. So shout out to you guys. Yeah. Um, 
Some of those but conversations, yeah, anyway. I would like to be a fly on the wall. No, they're all, it's, you know, some of them you might be, but th- today was all good. It was just good. like, hey, what's up? Let's talk. Yeah. Glad we're here. Let's go. So, you know, some of them, yeah, I put a circle around like, all right, got to get ready for this one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It's And that, that's a good, like, you know, other coaches should think about doing that. It's good. I mean, personally, me, I didn't need to because we, I just had one, you know, before in the season or whatever. Um, but I think it's good when parents do that, you know? So. Open line of communication. All right, guys, let's um, let's move on to our next segment. Um, what's popping with the parents? So be more. What's going on? What's popping with the parents? What's going on in y'all's world? When you sent me this one, I forgot that I sent it to you. So I was like, where did you get that from? Because I've seen that. I, thought I have a burner gonna, account. Yeah, I thought it was just going to be something like we actually saw together or something. Anyways, uh, what's popping with the parents? So... This person is, uh, they remained anonymous in this group. So they said, my daughter just finished. Yo, wait, 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 real quick. Okay. I didn't know that was a thing. All of our coaches' pages, like, it's not a thing that you can, like, post anonymously. Or maybe it is. Maybe I just don't know how to use the function or have never seen or none of us coaches know how to use the anonymous function. But y'all parents need to stop posting anonymously. Y'all need to have your face... Next to your words, man up, <laughs> and be like, yo, it's me who said this. Yeah, y'all, I even know that was a thing. You sent me these screenshots. I'm like, you can post anonymously in pages like this? So y'all need to stop with the foolery. You need I, to be, you, yeah. I don't know how to do that, but I don't, I don't know if you have to, like, message an admin and say, hey, can you post this anonymously? Or if they actually have a feature now where you can post it anonymously. So I'm not really sure how that works, but... Anyways, so can you person, imagine this is this? What? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I'm wilding right now. Stop. Just go. Okay. So this person just said, "My daughter just finished her first year of cheer. Is it the sport as a whole where parents of flyers are the most competitive and cause a lot of drama? My daughter is small and is flexible and became a top, which I don't know what that means, but maybe you can explain. A, a top. A top's a flyer. Oh, okay." She is also a strong tumbler. I have found that other moms of flyers are threatened by her, not even so much the athlete, and will stop at nothing, including talking about her, to try and stop her growth. I haven't noticed this in any other position, just the tops, flyers. I hate that flyers are looked at as better than other positions. If there aren't strong bases, the top is staying on the ground. I stopped being at the gym gym to try and escape some of the drama. I drop her off and pick her up. Is there anything else I can do to simply avoid the drama and possibly help my daughter navigate through their jealousy? So. All right. Go. All right. Here we go. So. Dude. (laughs) A lot to unpack here. A lot. So, uh, a lot. Uh, Let's start. Is it. I think she said something about, is it just the flyers that this happens with? Yeah. It's not just the flyers. That is life in general. That is life in general. When there are a lack of resources, there will be violence. And that is life everywhere, in every part of life, in every society, in every business, whatever it is. 
when there is a lack of resources, there will be violence. So if there are five stunt groups and there are seven flyers, there will be violence. Like that's just, that's life. And if, you know, and this, this might sound like a joke, but check out like a game of musical chairs, right? And there's one less chair than there are people. And especially when you get down to those last few chairs, right? Right. There's uh, two chairs, three people. And, it, you know, you're getting close to a winner. You see, like, the true rage come out of people, right? Like, you see people pushing each other, and you're like, oh, that kind of escalated kind of quickly, right? And when they're fighting for that last chair, like, again, you see the true rage, like, just come out. And and you see people hit each other and throw the chair and do this, and, and you go, wow, wow, wow. All that for a game of musical chairs? And that's because that rage lives inside of people. And if they are willing to be that aggressive during a game of musical chairs, that 15 minutes later, everyone's going to forget who won and not even care who won. Mm -hmm. That same rage that lives inside of us during musical chairs lives inside of those athletes and lives inside of those parents when it comes to and how do you think they're going to react when it comes to fighting for a stunt group or trying to make a team? I used to have friends who cheered at the University of Louisville, um, which is uh, you know one of the greatest college programs in the history of cheerleading. Right? They just dominate. Right? Really, really good program. And when I talked to my friends, like you know, how's Louisville? Right? Because it's you. You just think it's got to be a cheerleader's dream to cheer there. Like it's just got to be great because they're just so talented. And all of my friends always use like the same word. Oh, it's cutthroat. It is cutthroat, man. And, you know, you have all these like super talented athletes and they only have 20 positions on the floor to make mat. And people are doing whatever they can to, you know, to make the, to make the mat and to beat this person out and to do this. So, you know, it's not just, it's not just, flyers it's anytime there's a lack of resources there's going to be violence um there's one thing in that post i'm assuming it's a mom said was like um they will stop at nothing including talking about my daughter um you know talking about your daughter didn't i mean to me i want to say it sounds petty but it's it's par for the course that parents of the athletes are talking about the kids when they're competing. I'm not surprised by that. I'm not approving it. I don't suggest that parents do it. But when she says they will stop at nothing, you know, stopping at nothing to me is Parents drive to that kid's house, slash their tires, you know, show up to show up to practice. And they're like, where's Keisha? And like, I don't know, maybe she quit, right? I'm like, well, Susie, you got the spot, right? And then that's the parents will stop at nothing. But talking about the kid in the lobby, that doesn't mean like I get I'm not approving that, but you know, I feel like that's a little dramatic to say they will stop at nothing, you know, to keep my daughter 
from flying, including talking about her, right? I was like, oh, well, you know, they're, yeah, they're probably talking about her. Again, not saying it's right. I'm just saying I don't think it's, that's not what I would have followed up that sentence with when we said they will stop at nothing, right? So um, the other thing about that, let's see, what else was in there? Um, there was... There was, um, okay, so there was, I stopped being at the gym to try and escape some of the drama. I drop her off and pick her up. Is there anything else I can do to simply avoid the drama? Um, let me just say this on that aspect, because I have been through this before, and I'm kind of, I was going to say this, but I totally forgot, um, I, I stopped going to the gym for similar reasons of, you know, just parent drama. And going into this season, my daughters have asked me if I'm going to go to practice more. Um, you know, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that I'm the drop-off and come back and get you kind of parent. Um, but I've been at their practices since we started a new season because my daughters have asked me to watch them. They want me to. Um, and I kind of made a deal with them that, you know, one week I would watch one team and not the other. And the next week I would watch the other team and not the, you know, vice versa. And they're okay with that because I don't want to be at the gym four days a week. Uh, but to know that my daughters want me to watch them, that overweighs anything that a parent could ever say or any type of drama that a parent could ever do. Um, in the long run, we're there for our kids. So, you know, throw some headphones in and watch your kid. Uh, yeah, or find that, a corner upstairs, right? Yeah, if, if there is, yeah, you know, I mean, um, so... I'm kind of eating my words on I like to just drop off and go because I won't be doing that this year because they want me to watch them. <laughs> um, but I also think, like, it is okay but to confront someone. And you, you don't have to do it in a, a negative manner. You know, you could call that person to the side and say, hey, can I talk to you? And you could just have an adult conversation with them and just ask them like, Hey, is there something that my child did wrong or I did wrong because we've heard some things about us? You know, I don't know if you said it or you did. You, you we could just be adults about it and just ask, um, or you just brush it off your shoulder. I feel you girl. Look at that. Look at B over here. I know. Okay. B I'm, I'm proud of you, B. Yeah. Cause you know me. I'm like, um, <laughs> um, you know the other thing with this whole thing is um, the way that women express their anger mm -hmm. so this is a Jordan Peterson you may or may not have heard of him he's you know he pops up on YouTube all the time and he, I don't know, he's a clinical psychologist so he does all these studies and all these things, and he's you know made a following on YouTube and TikTok and all those things. Anyway, but I saw one of his YouTube videos, and he was talking about how women and men express their anger differently. Mm 
And he said, men express their anger through violence, right? They're the ones that will are, tend to hit or break things or do whatever, right? And, the, you know, that's how they express their aggression, which is, you know, you're probably like, yeah, of course, yeah, that makes sense. That's how men do it. Women, right? We think about all the, you know, when we're in high school, how many fights we saw. Every time we saw a fight, you know, nine times out of 10, it was, you know, guys, right? Um, but women express their anger and their violence through rumors and and to, like, basically rumors, right? And reputation destruction. And and we see that, especially in our like female-dominated sport. And I, I remember telling this to the kids. Something had happened. I, I've said this to the kids several times like throughout the years. And some, some girl will say something to some kid on the team, you know, another girl on the team. And I go, guys, I don't understand why you guys are so mean to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it just baffles me that you guys are just so mean to each other. Like, there, I love coaching girls. You know, coaching boys drives me crazy <laughs> because, you know, they're always, they're never paying attention. They're always doing, like, random things throughout the gym. I said, but... As much as they are always like knuckleheads, they're never mean to each other. They're always cool with each other. And they might goof off and do any of they have their, you know, there's things that annoy me about coaching boys. But the thing that annoys me the most about coaching girls is that they are just so just flat out mean to each other. And they talk behind each other's backs and, you know, and it doesn't stop with the parents, right? The female parents rumors and reputation destruction and so when we come when it comes to there's five sunk groups there's seven flyers people feel that that means the violence is going to happen which means you know there's going to be reputation destruction and so when joey has to deal with this i'll probably tell her something like that just know that this is how People are going to act when they're mad and not to let that bother you because they're not mad at you. They are mad and here's how they're coping with it. This is how they are dealing with it because it's how they are, you know, so don't let it bother you, right? Like just be, just know that that's what happens, you know? And so I I think like when you know that you can be just more prepared just to go like, oh yeah, I expected that, right? Um, You know, as we got more successful as coaches, you know, there's like this weird thing that happens. And you see it with all successful, anyone who's successful at anything. First, they're viewed as underdogs. Uh And you see everyone cheering for them. And everyone's cheering for them. And they're really happy for them when they're succeeding. Then it gets to a point where people are no longer happy for their success and everyone's mad at them and hates them and think, you know, thinks they're overrated or thinks that things are handed to them or thinks that, you know, they just got lucky or whatever. So it goes from like, everyone's cheering for you to now everyone is rooting against you, you know, and there's those ebbs and flows. So, you know, I think that's how I would handle it with Joey is just to kind of let her know, like, you know, if you're going to be good, be just be prepared for people to 
not for everyone to be as happy for you as you would think they would be happy for you or as happy as you would be for them, you know? Yeah. So. I, that there you go. I agree. Boom. <laughs> you can't help it, B. <laughs> but I, but, you know, going on, I mean, I know that this semi pertains, semi doesn't. It is okay for athletes to try new positions. Um, and we, we talked about this on, you know, couple podcasts ago last beginning of last season you know one of them one of my daughters was flying and one of them wasn't and it's okay like she is a beast at basing she loves basing um and now she's you know basing and back spotting and i'm like Mm -hmm. heck yeah like that is so good like you have another thing to add to your resume like you are just a more valuable athlete, more well-rounded. Um, and I know that lady didn't say anything about her daughter not flying, but for other parents that, you know, might be in a situation where they're a little envious that their daughter flown, flew last year and is not flying this year, it's okay. Like, let her learn different positions because she's just more valuable as an athlete to these coaches. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, that's my two cents. I, I don't want to say it, but I agree. <laughs> okay, I got to tell you this. Um, so, you know, if you don't, if you're a listener and you don't know, I started going to beauty school to be a nail technician, um, and I'm on the floor now. And I was doing this um, ladies, uh, elderly ladies, um, a pedicure last week and I'm she's going to the next girl to do a manicure because we were splitting things up and I'm cleaning up my station and everything and I had a lovely conversation with her and she's getting her nails done and she you know with one hand she pulls out some some dollar bills out of her purse and she's like here sweetheart this is for you and I was like oh thank you I appreciate that and she's like that was chump change and I just like started laughing and she's like you know what chump change means I was like, yes, I do. I'm like, it's like, thank you so much. Like, I'm like, that was kind of awkward, but yeah, I know what chump change is, okay? <laughs> come back next week for random stories by B. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Because I said two cents, so I'm like, that was my two oh. cents, and you know, chump change. Oh I don't know. It was just funny. <laughs> On today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was a great story, B. Here's a random fact <laughs> of the day. Yeah. You guys know it. Speaking of chump change, if you want to support the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're over here laughing at me, but what an intro that was. <laughs> if you're wanting to support the podcast, did you know that you could support the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month? Now tell me that ain't chump change. Ch- Hey, chump change. Let's go. All right. Let's get to the quote of the week. That was a good one. All right. Quote of the week. Um, this kind of ties into that uh, what's popping with the parents little thing we just did. And I actually think I've used it as the quote of the week before. I feel like I have, but if I haven't, here we go. Uh, if someone is trying to offend you, don't be offended. And if someone isn't trying to offend you, don't be offended. I love that. 
if someone is trying to offend, like, you know they're trying to offend you, like, you know they're trying to get under your skin, then don't give them the pleasure or the satisfaction. Like, you know that's what they're trying to do. Yep. So don't be offended. And if they're not trying to offend you, then don't be offended because they weren't trying to offend you. And I just, you know, I think a lot of times, one, we know people are trying to offend us and we give them the satisfaction of of achieving their goal, you know? And sometimes people just aren't, you know, they just either have poor social, you know, they read, they don't know how to read the room or, you know, you know, they have diarrhea of the mouth, whatever it is, (laughs) you know, they just have poor social, you know, etiquette. Um, Or just simply are missing some part of the story, right? So, you know, don't be offended if they're not trying to offend you. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, it kind of, it made me think of that with the, um, with this story, like they're talking behind their back, like, yeah. And they're trying to get under your skin, mama, you know? And so like, don't give them the satisfaction, you know, tell your daughter to keep working hard because the, the greatest revenge is her getting one of those flyer positions. You know, that's the greatest revenge, her getting one of those flyer positions and, and going out there and shining and, you know, kicking booty all season long. Right. Yep. So, you know, there you go. Um, but yeah, and flyers, I think, um, yeah, flyers, that's just that position. I don't, I don't know. I'm done with this topic, so. Tell me to teach you about change. Anyway. Jump change. Or do you want me to agree with you some more? <laughs> um, please fill out the survey. Give us your honest opinion on things. We might make um, jokes about it for us, weeks to come. Yeah, we, yeah, just the whole podcast. Just re- Whoever heard, you know, it's a loyal listener, and they're like, I'm not ever writing a survey ever again. I don't care what they ask. So we love you. We love you, whoever you are. Everyone who listens. You're going to watch all of our viewership go down by one listen every week now. Um, all right, we'll wrap it up with cheer A to Z. So as you guys know, cheer A to Z, or for those of you guys who don't, cheer A to Z is where I go through the alphabet and give a coach's tip about things coaches should do, should do, you know, at their practices or not at their practices, whatever it is. So we've already done A, B, and C. I think A was use and instead of but, and B was, I don't remember. Oh, a bring in information. C was cold call. D, today's, today's, uh, Coach's tip is D for dance. Do dance at the beginning of practice. So this happens all the time. You know, you get your choreography, and I'm 100% guilty of this. You get your choreography, you have your whole routine, and you're just trying to, you know, you're trying to put the routine together. And you're just focusing on, like, those big sections. Your pyramid, your elite, you know, your running, tumbling section. Like, nothing's hitting and you're just like focused on getting those things done. And you're trying to do it, trying to do it. And you're just like, you know what? The dance, this four count dance of motions can wait until later. And you keep putting it off, keep putting it off, keep putting it off. And next thing you know, you're one week out from showcase or one week out from your first competition. And you haven't touched the dance since August. And now you're really, really in trouble. So do dance first. 
it is do your dance first thing you do when you get to practice, right? Um, there are some years where it's literally the first thing we do, like before we even stretch. And there's other years where we do it like right after we stretch. But either way, we'll take two eight counts right at the beginning of practice. We'll do the dance, you know, we'll do like the first two eight counts at the beginning of practice and not that, you know, we'll spend 10, 15, 20 minutes on the first two eight counts. The next practice, we'll spend 10, 15, 20 um, minutes on the second eight count of practice and we'll, you know, alternate practices. And just to make sure we are touching the dance every single practice, because if we don't do that, we're going to find ourselves, you know, dance is on the score sheet. And it at times, 100%, I know what it's like to be a coach when your elite sequence isn't hitting, when your pyramid isn't hitting, when the kids can't land on their feet during the standing tumbling and running tumbling section. The last thing you care about is doing that stupid dance. But if you put it off too long, you're going to find yourself a week before competition not doing that dance. And they give you a a 4.2 and you're going to be like, yeah, we probably should have worked on dance, right? So make it a priority work on dance at the beginning of practice and know that you've touched that part of the, the routine. So there you go. B. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. I'm trying not to say I agree with you, but whatever. <laughs> I will uh, see that now that I have to go to practice. <laughs> I concur. So, anyway, guys, um, dude, great episode B. Um, yeah. Thanks, listeners, for putting up with our giggles. Our shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, everyone who's new, thank you for stopping by. Guys, everyone everyone who's at the coaches conference, I know it was weeks ago now that you're listening to it, but everyone who everyone who comes up to me, truly, I really do appreciate it. It's really cool when you guys come up to me and, you know, want to say hi. Someone else said they saw me and didn't want to say hi like they dm me like i got nervous guys say what's up you know i want to take pictures all the good stuff and um thanks for the support keep sharing keep doing whatever and you guys are the best send in your questions of the week fill out the survey link in the description and i don't know what else to talk about so i think we're done we are done and if you didn't you don't know because it's late at night. Um, I'm going to bed. She's going to bed, people. All right, guys. Five, six, seven, eight. We're out. We're out. Gym owners, directors, coaches, can you relate to this? You say to yourself, this season is going to be different. We're going to get all of our teams on the same page. Or maybe you're saying we're going to get all of our coaches on the same page. You look out as the teams are practicing or maybe as they are competing and you know you can do more. Let me help you. I work with several gyms, large and small, each season, whether it's the summer and we do a coach's clinic or a stunt camp, or it's during the season and we do an in-person routine cleaning. I even do routine video reviews if you're just looking for some thorough feedback of the routine. You send me your routine and I send you a video back of your routine with everything I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have worked with have gone on to be world champions, NCAA all-star champions, NCAA collegiate champions, summit champions, and D2 summit champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at jasonlarkins at me.com or you can DM me on Instagram at jasonlarkins. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. 
do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening.